0: Hey there! It looks like you found yourself Between Two Tablets, where we connect people and technology in an ever changing world. Stick around, you just might like what you hear. All right, hello and welcome back to Between Two Tablets. We are so excited today to get to sit down with um, one of our employees here, Jaime and learn a little bit more about what he does here, um, kind of his passion, his story, how he got to be where he is. And then we might uh, get to talk about this fun little machine we've got in the middle of us too. So um, first, welcome Jaime, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so start off, tell us more about your role here, um, what your role is, how long you've been here, uh, tell us more about what you do here.
1: Well, I've been here at Tech Cycle since December, and my role has grown quite a bit from just being a technician to a little bit more managing the back. Um, we do a lot of repairs in the back and and it's grown into, into other opportunities like um, training oh, yeah. and helping the front a little more with technical documentation. Um, well, one of the guys here says it's like the do-everything role. <laughs> so I, I sit here and, you know, some days will be like, do a whole bunch of devices, and the next day it'll be like, hey, can you help us make a guide or, you, you know, make a video, things like those.
0: Yeah, whatever that day happens to bring, that's yeah. what you get to do on that day. <laughs> that's how this
1: company is, and I love it. Yeah, yeah.
0: something new every day. It's not the same old, same old, you know, kind yeah. of boring, repetitive. Exactly. That's awesome, and you've been here since December, so coming up on a year. Um, how long have you been in the tech industry though in general?
1: Uh, in the industry, I think like most people uh, that have been in the industry, whether it's a store or a depot like this or uh, you know, just running around in their car doing repairs, probably since 2008. Oh wow, okay. 2008, 2009 um, goes hand in hand with the last recession. Mm-hmm. and. It it happens to be where iPhone sales boomed, iPads came out, and people needed repairs done cheap. They didn't have a lot of options with Apple. Their insurance premiums were insane, like 200 to $250. Oh yeah. And if you needed a screen repair, you said, why should I pay that much? <laughs> so people went to people like me. They, They asked, hey, can you fix it? And I said, I probably can. I mean I've I've, you know, delved into other different devices. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean I've I've been here since since then and I've been growing and, and changing techniques and devices that I work on and things like that, but it's uh it's been very steady for me.
0: That's awesome. So is that how you got your start then, kind of just doing these one off repairs, helping out friends, or how did you really get your start in the industry?
1: Uh I, I want to say it was even before then because I had a big interest in like video games okay. and consoles and um, just computers so For me mobile devices weren't like they weren't a big interest mm-hmm. For me it was more how can I fix the computer? I have at home okay. How can I upgrade things? I had a computer that I had since 2000 the year 2000 my parents said hey We're gonna get a new one, but you get this one <laughs> and this was around 2005 2006 so i would go in and try and figure out how can i speed up this computer which for anybody that knows so this computer was top of the line in the year 2000 cost a thousand dollars big money we got it at sears yep (laughs) and 64 megabytes of ram 30 gigs of space on a whole tower like this and uh First thing I went in and did was I did a memory upgrade because I couldn't do anything on the computer. Oh, you couldn't yeah. even type a Word document. You couldn't do things like those. Um, <laughs> upgraded the uh, the memory. I upgraded the graphics card. Uh, just from things that I would find like garage sales or thrift stores because these things were old. You know, mm-hmm. in 2005, 2006, things were obsolete. And uh, that's basically how I got my start in just modifying systems. Okay. Um, after that it was more of, well I have like video game systems. What can I do apart from just play games? What can I do? Can I uh, make the sound sound better? Can I make the, the brightness turn up? Can I, you know, have a rechargeable battery in this thing? And so it came to be at some point I think I was around a freshman in high school. Um, I started just modifying my systems, and I said, you know, I'll change the the shell on the system, make it look different. My friends were like, wow, you can do that? (laughs) That's a thing. (laughs) Um, Like, I I paid $200 for (laughs) mine, and you just have yours, and okay, that's great. But, uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's like I tell you, 2008 was that big. Uh, change in the industry where people stopped focusing just on computers and games and they went to mobile devices. Mm
0: -hmm. So are you pretty much self-taught then? Like how did you learn how to change the brightness or or mess with the audio? Like how did you learn all of that?
1: Self-taught. A lot of resources on the internet, Mm -hmm. to tell you the truth. I was on Google most of the day. You know, just Googling things. Oh yeah. How can I do this? How can I do that? A lot of great resources out there. Um, that you can find you know YouTube wasn't a thing when I was coming up Um, it slowly became bigger and bigger I remember my first um, video that I saw that I was really impressed by was made from this uh, company in Florida and very great production they would they would sit their guide down on a white background Mm -hmm. um, and they would just repair the phone with a voiceover that sounded, fix your phone like this, really low, really low. <laughs> you know, you'd get into the guide, and you, sometimes I would just watch the guide just to watch it. Oh, yeah. because I was very impressed uh-huh. by what they did. Um, Almost
0: mesmerized and just kind of drawn into it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot, of,
1: a lot of the resources that we had back in, you know, more than a decade ago was, you, you didn't have programs in colleges and technical training schools that mm-hmm. focused on fixing mobile devices. It was more how to fix computers and software and, and networking systems, things like that. Um, the industry was just a baby at that point
0: yeah and then it exploded almost overnight it probably felt like (laughs) yeah yeah it definitely did
1: yeah it was huge
0: that's crazy so that shift then to more of kind of the mobile device tablet computer side or the the laptop side what was that like like was that a big learning curve what was that transition like for you
1: for me it yes it it was a a bit of a curve just because at that point i was fixing people's phones Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to mess anything up. So it, it would take me a long time. I remember my first, like, prepare for profit was changing a screen on an iPhone 3GS, I think. <laughs> and now that I think about it, you know, cake. Mm-hmm. But back then I was like, wow, what if I touch something or do something wrong? I had enough background knowledge to know that you pull the battery first and then don't touch any other crucial components. and don't put your fingers on the screen. I, I had at least had that. Yeah. Um, but it was just me being extremely careful because just like now, devices came out every month. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be having um, new iPhones every year. Uh, Android was barely starting, and so you'd have the newest HTC phones were huge back then. Um, Sony was still making some very good phones. Uh, they still do, but <laughs> nobody really talks about them anymore. And it's
0: bigger names out there now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: for me, uh, it was just every device that I would get in would be a new device. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first year for me was extremely difficult to learn because I was uh, very nervous. And then once I got into it, it was it was fine. Most devices, are made very similarly, mm-hmm. and so I could just go into a guide, you know, organize my screws, my plates, everything like that, and uh, and just make things happen.
0: That's awesome. Well, and as you're talking about how that was probably a nervous setting, because, I mean, people's livelihoods are often in their devices or yeah. their phones or their laptops, and so if you're holding the screwdriver that can make or break it, that's probably a little nerve-wracking. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like like most people in this industry, yes, I did have some mishaps. Mm-hmm. I did have times when, you know, I gotta buy you a new device. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is something that's. Doesn't happen very often, but unfortunately, with your device, you know, broke a screen. I can't find it. That was a big deal too. Parts were not readily available. Um, the industry was not um, making other parts for other devices, and it was hard because most of the time you had to depend depend on um, eBay. Really? Yeah, eBay was huge. Uh, there's a lot of players in this industry now. Wow. part suppliers that started on eBay, and I could name a lot of them <laughs> that now have dedicated websites and sales reps and, you know, a great team behind them, but that's how most people started.
0: Wow. So even the parts industry has since kind of exploded with yes. the need for it,
1: basically. Yeah, parts and, and then quality. Uh, fortunately, quality has gone up because of um, the demand just... Not from the stores, but from the customers that come in. They want a part that's, you know, very similar, that that will work the same, and they expect nothing less. Mm-hmm. This industry is uh, aged to a point where you can demand that from it. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. So let's kind of uh, talk about this fun thing that's yeah. <laughs> in the middle of us. Um, obviously to my non-technical eyes, it looks very complex, but let's talk about maybe some earlier things you've done. This is
1: how I started just modifying Game Boys and, you know, making things happen like that. This is just basically a Game Boy that I had for years and I looked at it and I said, what can I do with it nowadays? You know, can I, can I make the, the screen light up? Um, can I change the shell? Can I make it sound way better? And there's a lot of resources nowadays. I think there's a, there's a niche industry nowadays based on nostalgia. Oh yeah, and a lot of people are oh, yeah. going back to things like Game Boys and Nintendo 64s and you know PlayStations and they want, they want to play their games but they want to do it with a modern convenience. Mm-hmm. And so a modern convenience nowadays is have better sound, make things look more HD. You know, you don't have to live in the era where, "Well, I got to turn it to channel 4." <laughs> like I, I sometimes I don't even see TVs with that connection anymore, Right. You know?
0: Got to hold it just right to Exactly. You know? <laughs> You're blow in the card. Yep. No, you don't
1: you don't want to do that anymore. So
0: so what are some of the upgrades
1: and advancements you made to this guy? Uh, so I changed the shell, mm-hmm. and then I did install a uh, what's called an IPS mod, so I changed the screen on it so it could actually be backlit. Back in the day, oh, okay. you had to wait till the day so you could play. Uh-huh. And the colors weren't bright, and you know, you had to like sit there, and hopefully it's a sunny day. Hopefully right. you don't live in Seattle, because <laughs> then you're not going to get to play. Oh, wow or you had to shine a light at it, and it just looked terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those just projects that I decided to do this here and say, yeah, I can probably just do this and make it look better.
0: That's so awesome. So I'm sure there were several other projects, big and small, that you've done. What about this guy? Tell me, tell me all about it. <laughs> yeah, I know you definitely want to talk about this guy. Oh, yeah. Um, that was
1: that was more of a passion project for me. I started it last year. Um, definitely not going to garage sales to get computer parts anymore. Looks mm-hmm. um, a little a,
0: bit uh, more high tech than a garage sale. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot
1: of great uh, resources out there. Not, you know, it's not eBay anymore. I just get computer parts from my local computer parts store, um, online resources, and I I wanted to build like a. Something that wouldn't break the bank, Mm -hmm. but that I could definitely play, you know, AAA titles on. Um, I think I have, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 on here, and PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds, things like that. I just wanted to have something that I could have for years, and not have to worry about the performance, and, you know, maybe do some video editing, photo editing. Oh, yeah. Do all that at the same time, and I don't have to worry about, well, I gotta close this, and it crashed on me. So I, I uh, went to my local computer parts store and I started just looking, um, just looking around, researching parts, prices, things like that. It ended up being a budget of around $1,600. Okay. Um, but it's a very upgradable system and it took me about, I want to say, three, three or four months of just saving and thinking about what graphics card should I get or what kind of fans will, will pull the most heat out of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, do I want wireless antennas, or do I just want to have it connected? I lived in an apartment at the time, and I couldn't run an ethernet cable all the way from the plug <laughs> to the computer. It just, it wouldn't look right, right. And I'd probably be tripping all over it all. Of it. So I, I decided to go with a dual antenna system, um, something that would be integrated that I wouldn't have to plug in peripherals to. Oh, wow. Um, overall, just uh, a lot of research that went into this because I had a set budget. I didn't want to exceed that, and uh, I just wanted something that would you know be easily upgradable in the future if I want to upgrade my processor or my graphics card, my memory on it. Um, it probably last me another 10 years oh, wow. without having to have the frustration of, Sigh. now what, now what do I have to buy, you know?
0: Yeah, how do I need to upgrade the whole machine? Because it's, yeah. you know, out of
1: date. Yeah, nowadays computer building is very plug and play. Mm. Um, there are a lot of great resources out there, including just the big players themselves on Microsoft and the, the parts manufacturers that will give you guides on how, how to build it, what to put in it, things like that. Hmm. Um, YouTube, you know, very big now and a very great resource as well.
0: Nice. So walk me through, I'm foreign to all of this, so walk me through what some of these main players are in here.
1: (laughs) So uh, specifics on this guy are a MSI 1660 Ti graphics card. Um, I have an i5-8600K um, processor in here and it's water-cooled with this Cooler Master loop in there. Um, I'm thinking about upgrading that, uh, that water cooling system just so I can get a dual fan and um, that way I can put a little more space in here with just lower temperatures. Okay. The four sticks you see right here, that's the RAM, the memory at uh, I believe it's 64 gigs of uh, 3600 megahertz and then i have three solid state drives i have one visible right here um, that is the hard drive that boots the system i have another one down here that stores all my just data and then i have a 2.5 inch uh, sata solid state drive back here that's a terabyte and that is used as my backup so anything that i have in the system or anything that I have on my mobile device, I just back up on there, like probably monthly, mm-hmm. just in case. It's always great to have a backup, and uh, just a terabyte should be able to hold everything for me that I need sure. for at least a month. Oh so. my gosh.
0: And how is it you put like LED lights, or what is the yes. lighting system? So there?
1: nowadays, the, the big thing is LEDs uh-huh. and RGB. And, um, Addressable RGB is what I have mostly in here. Um, everything down to even the power supply unit has lights on it. Wow. And it's just, honestly, it, it seems to be more of a trend, more of a computer fashion accessory than anything else. Uh-huh. But I decided to go with the full RGB setup because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it has great legit. resale value <laughs> and it looks great. So, you know.
0: That is awesome. And uh, is this. Little fellow down here, is he an accessory? Yeah, yeah, you'll see most (laughs) gaming
1: systems have some sort of prop, and uh, I did put Master Chief in there just, you know, because I do like Halo, and it's a great franchise for me. Nice,
0: that's awesome. So start to finish, from when you were first doing all the research and figuring out exactly what you wanted to win, this guy was all done and good to go, how long did it take you? Uh,
1: Total, probably a year until I put the last component in there. And the last component ended up being, I believe, uh, my last backup drive. Just because I said, I probably need this in this system.
0: So yeah, yeah. If you could do it all again, is there anything you would do differently?
1: Uh, honestly, I probably just upgrade the water cooling system. But okay, um,
0: which is something you're thinking about doing anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And with the way you made it, it's pretty easy to make Yeah, everything make else upgrades. is good.
1: Um, the, the case itself is uh, NZXT. And they make great cases for heat dissipation. So what they do is they will suck the heat out. Instead of pushing air in, they suck the heat out. Um, goes out through the back mm-hmm. and then through this side. And, uh, and it really helps with uh, CPU and graphics card temperatures
0: keep them functioning at the mm-hmm. high capacity
1: yeah
0: that is awesome wow so have you i'm sure you've used it works great yeah yeah it works great
1: <laughs> uh only times it's really loud is when i turn up you know settings to uh, 1440p which is almost 4k it's between that 1080p and 4k oh wow um and just overall like a lot of shadows, and you want the shiniest things in your games. So. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, right? But uh, yeah, that, that's just me um, benchmarking games. Most of the time, I'll just play them at, like, medium settings so I get the better performance. Yeah, yeah Especially sure. for uh, multiplayer games, but, you yeah, know, good system. That's awesome.
0: So. That is so cool. Um, so for you, like, what, what are some of your you know kind of biggest goals as it relates to this industry like are there more things like this you want to build or are there new techniques you want to learn about what are some of the things you're excited for moving forward
1: Uh, industry is always exciting just because there's there's so much coming in every month every every year that you see Uh, I don't think anybody who started in 2008 quit then and then came back now would be able to do um, what, what needs to be done to be successful in the industry, sure. you'd have to relearn everything. For me, the prospect of, of seeing this industry grow is huge because now they're being recognized by big players, Apple, Samsung, um, there's, a, there's a lot of manufacturers out there that are saying Yes, we're recognizing that you can do this, mm-hmm. and that that for me is huge because I want to see this industry be legitimized. Yeah, um, there's companies like TechCycle uh, that go out and present their services to school districts, to other companies, to other repair shops, and to be able to work with with um, other companies and. Things like those is huge because I can see I can see companies like this becoming more legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see people becoming more aware of the benefits of going with third-party repair versus having to wait. Especially nowadays in twenty twenty, yeah, um, you know you have to wait three to four weeks for other bigger you know, more established, um, companies, I won't name them, but <laughs> those um, that must
0: not be named. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. You have to wait for their process and you have to wait for their, they, them to even approve if they want to repair wow. your device or not. And you send your devices to companies like these. Yes, we will do it. And the only approval we need is your approval. All we right. want to get your device done as soon as possible. So yes, there's uh there's a lot of potential in this industry that I'm excited about.
0: That is really cool. And it's I think it's so cool to be in an environment like this to where you know, we're, we're getting to hear first from the people that were working on these devices like yourself, like how passionate you are about it and how much you love the growth and the change. Because if you don't love that about this industry, then you're not going to last very long, right? Yeah. This (laughs)
1: industry is definitely about change. Um, I'll tell you a story. When I was, when I was five, I lived uh, on a farm Mm -hmm. and, um, we had this valley where we're sometimes like trash would just come through because the river would sweep it up. Mm-hmm. And me and my brother, we went back there, and we would grab stereos and like crash them and, <laughs> and break them and take off like the components off the, off the boards and we'd play cars with them. And I never thought at that point in my life. I never asked. I wonder what that thing does. <laughs> like. You know, I'm playing cards with this, but what does it do in that stereo? It only got to my teenage years when when I definitely got interested in it. And uh, now that I think back on it, that was probably one of the more, like... um, That was was one of the biggest influences for me to stay in this industry because I just want... I want to keep growing. Um, You know, you don't see a lot of, like, stereo repair shops anymore. (laughs) And those that didn't you know, evolve above repairing old TVs and stereos are not in the electronics repair industry anymore. So to keep growing and and learning and uh, going through is um, huge if you want to be successful.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to see where this all goes and where you go and all the cool things you build in the future, too. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this. If you want more information or you know if you want to hear more about um, some of the, the adventures of the technicians here and, and the employees here, uh, make sure to follow us and subscribe. And uh, again, thanks, Jaime, for chatting with us today. Yep. All thanks right, again. take care, everybody.